What's up, guys? Welcome to the Chair Talk Podcast. My name is Omar, and over here at the Chair Talk Podcast, we are a guy-centered podcast that gets you weekly content. Make sure you guys follow us on all of our social medias like Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and everything else. All the links will be in our bio, but today we have joining us is one of my good friends, Trevor Snyder. Him and I went to school together at Grand Valley. We were in the same fraternity. And yeah, Trevor, do you just want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well... I'm a project manager for a construction company called Integrated Construction Solutions. Uh, I've known Omar for about three years now. Something like that, yeah. About Something three like years, we met at Grand Valley State University. And uh, I mean, there's a lot to my life. It's hard to summarize in a couple of sentences. But, <laughs> you know, I'm in a relationship with this girl that I plan on marrying one day. I hope you do. I hope, you, I hope I do, too. I hope man. you do. I'm rooting for you, too. We'll, yeah, we'll dive into that uh, a bit later and talk about her and everything with relationships since we haven't really talked about that on this show yet. Um, but yeah, just going right into it, uh, me and you being in the same fraternity, what made you want to join uh, ATO at Grand Valley State? Uh, were you planning on joining ever since you, because you joined sophomore, no, junior, junior. junior, okay, yeah, because I joined sophomore year and then you joined junior. So like what made you kind of want to join junior year and not like freshman year or something? Well, my first two years of college, uh, I was pretty against fraternities, to be honest. When I first went into college, man, I always thought fraternities were for those, like, douchebags and the guys who just love to get drunk. (laughs) I was never that type of guy. In high school, I mean, I would go to parties, but I had a small friend group. I wasn't really a social dude. And so for my first two years of college, I was pretty bored, to be honest. Like, I had friends, but... I went out to parties every once in a while, but I was never really that outgoing person. And I always wanted to be that kind of person. You know, I always wanted to be the guy who who would go out and be a life of the party kind of deal. And I never had that. And I always kind of, I regretted it up until my sophomore year. It, it became a point, it really became in a relationship that I was in that really determined uh, where I wanted to go in life after it ended. And I kind of saw all these bad parts of myself that I really wanted to fix. It was like, it was during COVID where I got this self-improvement thing, you know, I was watching all these YouTube videos and I I took all this time of self-reflection because I didn't have anything to do. I wasn't working. I was at home and I just saw this part of me where I knew I could grow. So, you know, I wanted, I wanted to be the social person and, joining a fraternity which is like like a complete opposite of who I was what I really thought I would be doing I decided that it'd be a good step in the right direction to see what I could change about myself and you know it really it really worked I I got out of my comfort zone I ended up going to this Greek meet thing it was in a parking lot outside of the rec center and I met all these great people I met Sam Halpern who I met in my CIS class, I basically helped him get an A in that class because I was pretty good at school, but I legitimately helped that dude get an A. Our teacher let us like help each other on exams. So I gave him all the answers to the exams and got him an A in that class. Yeah, yeah. And and he uh, kind of convinced me to join it. I was already kind of set in my mind, but, you know, I ended up doing it. And I met a lot of people. I met you. And, there we go. you know, I really stepped out of my comfort zone and helped me become 
more of an extroverted person, even though I was introverted for the first two years of college. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I definitely, I kind of agree with that. Uh, Cause I joined sophomore year, that freshman year, uh, I was a little bored. Cause I mean, like freshman, all you do is literally go to like house parties and like just the parties at apartments and stuff. And it was cool, but like, I wanted something more. I wanted to get more friends. And of course, like what's the best way than joining a fraternity, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, I like, I like hearing about you. I think a lot of people can relate, not in an identical sense, obviously, but like the past two years when a lot of stuff's kind of slowed down, it's opened up a lot of opportunity to like self-reflect. And um, I admire you challenging yourself like that. Cause obviously we've talked before on this podcast, but like Omar and I are a little different as far as like introvert, extrovert. And I myself didn't have a direct outlet to join a frat like you, but I definitely applaud and admire you just jumping in like head first, even if it took you a little time to warm up to it. Um, I mean, that's the only way we met through Omar and I was, uh, it's a pleasure to know you and hear this like background story of like what brought you to that point where you were able to meet is really cool. And I, I can tell that you've grown a lot through it. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely changed quite a bit. Even my friends have said it. Uh, I've had friends since high school that I've known. They're just like, dude, you've changed a lot. And I was like, yeah, like, but it takes better work. Though, right? Yeah, for, for, better. for sure. I mean, it's helped me with my career. It's helped me with relationships, like really getting yourself out there and getting out of your comfort zone definitely changes the path of your life, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. Um, kind of like going over to what were kind of someone, cause both of you, you and I, we both lived in the house fraternity house, our senior year. Um, what were kind of some of your favorite, uh, moments within the fraternity, like between you and I, just with our friend group, because actually like you and I, we didn't start talking until our senior year. Um, cause like, yeah, we, when you joined, we weren't really, we didn't talk whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> and then we kind of just, we lived right down the hall from each other in the, our senior year at, in the house. And then we kind of were forced to talk to each other. Um, and then, yeah, we started hooping, going to the gym together and stuff. So we're kind of like some memories that stood out to you just from senior year. My memories, I didn't, you know, junior year, I, it was when I was first getting like kind of into the group of fraternity. You know, I met some people, it was mostly my pledge class and everything. But my senior year, when I decided to live in the house, I kind of was talking to Hunter about it. And we decided to just, you know, kind of go for it. Uh, he introduced me to you. And yeah. we ended up going to play basketball. Like one okay. of the first days that I was there is when I met you in the house. Yeah. Um, but so I remember Hunter, Hunter told me that because I didn't start talking to him until senior year also. And he told me that the whole reason why he didn't want to talk to me because he thought I was like a dick. And I was like, I mean, it's fair to see you can come off that way. It's, when it's, it was fair, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I was super happy with that. Cause I mean, we had movie nights every other night in my room, which was pretty awesome. And yeah, we went to go hoop and lift together. And it's definitely, yeah, I would not give up that senior year again. It was awesome. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like where my memory, like my favorite memories come in. Like I've always been a personable guy. I like making connections with certain people, not groups of people, which kind of goes back to my introverted self, but you know, my best memories have always been with my closest friends and yeah. friends. You, you've introduced me to a lot of people, especially in the fraternity and the house. You know, my closest memories is just us, like me, you, John, Hunter, you know, Paulo, Marine, Genevieve, all just in the basement chilling after a night of drinking or something. And we're just having a great time by ourselves. Like those have always been my favorite memories. It was never those huge parties that we had or whatever. Yeah. Just, it was those moments we had the smaller the smaller ones that I actually remember I mean yeah those big parties were fun and everything but it's just those those times when literally it was just that like that core group or whatever it may be like just those little just I don't know playing 
flip cup together or doing literally whatever with each sometimes other sometimes it's like it's who you're with not yeah what you're doing with people exactly that yeah that's how i've always been you know making you and I, we, we definitely have had our uh a, a fair share of like emotional talks together i think that's what kind of got us closer to because i know both the, both you and i and then like all the other guys in the group we definitely had our our fair shares of laughs and tears together which was pretty, <laughs> pretty yeah, man. and everything and then those memories will keep us i mean we're gonna stand, stay friends for the rest of our lives go to each other's weddings and all that stuff so i mean just like that we've known each other since junior senior year and now we're friends for the rest of our lives it's pretty cool to think about absolutely and i think that's what a fraternity is all about as much as people say that it's like you pay to be friends you pay to party whatever but it's like those super close relationships you end up developing in the fraternity that really matters like it, it, like you, i can say i got a bunch of friends in the fraternity whatever but none of that really matters after you graduate what matters is like those close relationships you end up developing like yeah. the actual close real relationships yeah. that you can develop outside of fraternity as well yeah yeah, we got to get you out to, uh, in Chicago here, too. We got to come out here again. I think we were talking uh, in the next couple of months or so. So we got to get you out here, and then we'll get Braden around here, too. So I'll start hanging out hit the bars again to each other. That'd be cool. Absolutely, man. I love Chicago. I, I mean, when me and Hunter visited that one time, and Nick and uh, Coley were there, dude, that was a blast. When yeah, we it was a fun time. Uh, but, yeah, do you want to switch over? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Um, I want to, yeah, hear a little bit about uh, what you do. So obviously it was good to cover some background, how, you know, where I'm at, frat life, kind of lessons learned and how you developed as a person, which I, I, I'm really interested in. I'm happy to hear that of yourself, but where it's put you now in your career path, could you just discuss a little bit about kind of your day-to-day operations and what it's like doing your job? Well, like I said earlier, I'm a project manager for a construction company. It's a smaller company, but it's like a multi-million dollar company. Like we do really well for being small. Like it's uh, me, my best friend Jackson and his dad, Pete. We're all in the office. Pete is the owner of the company. And then we got about 12 field employees that, you know, do the hands-on work. Uh, I first started in high school. Uh, Originally, I was a busser at this place called Wilson's Bar and Grill. I absolutely hate it. I've made basically no money. Bossing sucks. Bossing sucks. Terrible, man. You're just at the bottom of the food chain. You really are, dude. You really are. And it wasn't fun. But my friend ended up coming up to me. And uh, it was like the middle of a class. I ended up leaving class to go to the bathroom or something. And I saw him. And he, he offered me this job for like $15 an hour. And I was like, dude yes $15 an hour are you kidding me a senior in high school man I'm for it so I ended up working with them we started at this uh it was a hotel called the Radisson and we were we had a blast dude like we would go out and uh, we would just basically build we would build beds and furniture move mattresses we would ride up in the elevator with like five mattresses in there that sit on top of the mattresses the doors would open to the elevator and people were just outside just staring at us when they opened it was just like it was just a bunch of random stuff man we would go get thai food afterwards so it started off really fun it was like me and like five friends doing that and progressively people started leaving but i ended up staying and hunter ended up staying as well and uh, we did some crap jobs man like i had a job where i shoveled literal poop out of like a five-story building like just the stairway they wanted to do a walk through the building but there was like poop 
covered every single step of this entire building. How to get there? From like, like animals like people or, or animals? Both. Dude, oh. people, like it was like what building is that? it was an abandoned building. It was oh, abandoned. There was bullet holes in walls, windows shattered, like everything, like things boarded up. It was crazy, dude. Like it was a nasty building. Like if you think of an like an abandoned crack house, that's basically what this was. Jeez. And, yeah, dude. And I ended up shoveling crap off of every single stair of three of these buildings while I was pouring rain outside. It was just water. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> It's like the nastiest stuff that you can think of. Like I've pretty much done. I've gotten poison ivy all over my body from clearing out alleyways. I've sweated in like 90 degree heat while shoveling clay and just digging holes. I, I you know, it's just it's a bunch of stuff. Like you feel like I've those been, gross jobs kind of built you up though. Like gives you a little blow ego and physically, but then like you accomplish it and you're just like, if I can do, if I can shovel poop off stairs in the rain, I could probably do anything, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, you get this, you, my hands are all messed up because of it. Like I got, I got scabs all over, whatever. But I mean, there was, I, I don't know if you guys know about Midland, but there was this dam that broke in Midland and it flooded a bunch of apartment complexes and we had to go through and demo all of these like bottom floor apartments and there was poop on walls and stuff where pipes burst and just soaking wet carpet that we had to lift out. Like it's stuff like that where you just kind of do it and it's miserable, but you get this sort of accomplishment out of it because you're like, you know what? Like it sucked, but I did it. You know, yeah. like I did it. And so I ended up, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you. I ended up working up to it and I got promoted. You know, That's I, what I was going to ask you. Yeah, I was going to say, where, where is this lead? Where are you at now? Yeah, yeah, I got, they gave me an internship for a couple of summers and I worked my way up and now I'm a boss. Like I'm the one who tells people to go clean so shit off the stairwell. <laughs> yeah. you know, like I don't have to do it myself. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. What yeah. do you like? So uh, your position now as a boss, what do you kind of like, like, but also is there anything you dislike about your job right now or like are you gonna you plan on staying here for the next couple of years so like later down the line or like where do you kind of see yourself in the next five years you still see with yourself the company or 10 years or you know it's tough because like i said it's my best friend's dad's company and oh. there's three of us in the office so it sucks because sometimes I work until like seven o'clock. Like I would legitimately work until like seven to seven some days, but I don't get any overtime pay. So I'm like busting my ass, dude. And I, like, I'm still, I'm getting paid like 50K a year. You know, Jackson, it's Pete's son. So he gets paid more than me. And, but I'm still getting paid like most of these field guys. And it makes me think like, like my am I getting paid enough? Like, am I doing this right? Like, I don't know a lot about construction, but I'm like busting my ass for this. But the main reason right now that I'm staying is because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to screw them over. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I love these guys. Dude. I've been friends with them since high school, man. Like, like his dad, I'm super close with. Jacks, I'm super close with. And it's just three of us in the office. So if I leave. Yeah, if you leave, it's a third of the office gone right there. <laughs> yeah they're screwed they're screwed so like i'm almost as much as I, I like i like it in some aspects i really dislike it in some aspects but i still feel stuck in a way because if i leave then i screw them over but it, like i feel like if i left i could find a better job somewhere else that yeah. didn't have to do with construction because what would you major in again 
That's cool. Business management and uh, minor marketing. Okay. Because I know uh, my cousin, he is actually a construction manager, project manager, whatever it's called, in Chicago. And he gets paid really good. Like he got his uh, Skyrise apartment, his first apartment in downtown Chicago when he was like 24, 25, just from that. And so like, so what he does, he uh, gets, he does like the concert venues. So like at Lollapalooza, he's in charge of all like the construction that goes on with it and like at country thunder or like all these co- other country concerts and a big perk for that is he gets free tickets to those, all these like festivals so like Lollapalooza and everything so i mean hey maybe you should come to chicago and see if you can work some magic over here or something dude that would be awesome if i can get some free tickets to Lollapalooza. I mean, yeah that's cool because he always texts he texts me all the time uh because i mean he just has connections because he gets like free chicago bulls tickets free tickets to lala he gets backstage passes like he gets uh like RVs full of like Tito's and everything just because like Tito sponsors them and everything. So, I mean, nice. Hey, so, I mean, I would stay within the construction, but like find the right company that, and then they'll treat you right, I guess. But yeah, that's Seems, just a little bit about that. Yeah. That, so the dynamic, obviously everything has its benefits and drawbacks, but like working, working with a close friend and a family and like a father that you respect, obviously not your own, but your friend's father. Um, going back, like, would you, and you don't have to disclose whatever you can say as you wish, but like, if you could have it differently, would you, in regards to the relation that you have with your boss? I wouldn't change the relationship I have with my boss, but if I could take it back, I'd probably just decide to do something else after college, just see what I could do. Cause like I said, I was doing this since high school, man. So I, Besides my busing position at this, you know, low class bar and grill or whatever, I haven't had any other work experience. So, you know, no matter what I do at this point, it always makes me wonder what I could have done and if I could have done it better. But with any aspect, with any with any job you end up choosing, you're always going to think, like, could I have done it better? Could I have chosen a different job, a different path that could have been better? And I mean, I've had a lot of good experiences with this job. I mean, I've I've learned a lot with what I've been doing because I do a lot of different stuff. I'm learning a lot of different experiences. I meet a lot of different kinds of people. I mean, you know, I mean, people who from the outside seems like pieces of shit. And then I meet people who you think are going to be decent people and then end up being idiots or end up being really mean. And, and so, you know, you like you said, you get pros and cons from every job, but if I could have done it different, I probably would have just seen the other options I had rather than just kind of go back to what I was doing since high school, you know? Gotcha. I respect hearing that. And obviously you speak highly of this position and aspect. Yeah. So hopefully at the end of the day, your head hits the pillow and you reflect like this, you're in a good spot, it seems. And obviously like even looking back, if you feel you could have spent time or like directed your efforts, otherwise, like it's put you in the position you're in today. And obviously uh through discussing with you like your headspace your trajectory like you're you're gonna build and i know you're gonna move on to do tremendous things within this company or wherever you take your your talents and your your efforts but it's cool hearing about that because i don't think like for us at least i've never worked willingly for somebody like i've built close relationships with bosses or like have built respect but like going into a position with an already pre like existing connection relationship like that'd be, an, that would be a different dynamic. So I was just, yeah, I don't know if I've, I don't think I've ever done that going into someone like kind of like it's a family friend or a family member. You know, it's not too bad. Um, you kind of can just say what you, what you want. Yeah. You can kind of do what you want to a certain extent. You got to respect the freedom, like looseness. To yeah, a you, 
you still gotta respect that you're your boss you know like i i've never had a problem with that i always respect it they've always known more than me than with construction and i respect pete a bunch he's a super smart dude and he knows so much about construction that dude is a genius but like it, it really becomes to the point where if you want to leave it's really hard to leave with yeah. The, yeah. there's a guilty aspect in that like i don't want to screw him over and i don't know if i will be, ever be able to um, if they come to a point where, you know, they're all set and everything, like, yeah, like, I'll feel free to leave. But right now, I'm almost trapped because I'm a loyal dude. Like, I'm really loyal to the people I love. So I'm almost trapped. Great quality to have. Right, it is. But at the same aspect, it's kind of, it can, loyalty to me can almost be problematic to the person who is loyal. You know, it all depends on the situation. It, it does depend on the situation, but loyalty isn't really a, a selfish thing. It's more for other people. So if it's a personality trait, I think loyalty is mostly based off of other people's feelings rather than your own. Like you can love someone, be loyal to them, but does it really help you more than it helps the other person? Mm, yeah, you kind of got to gauge yeah. the benefit yeah. of a relationship with if it's a business relationship, a personal relationship. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I, I would agree with you that loyalty is more of a selfless thing than selfish. Yeah, it is. And, and it can kind of be a drawback in some aspects. If you're truly loyal to someone like, you know, you can talk about cheating. Like, what if you really want to cheat, but you don't want to hurt the other person? You know, like I've never wanted to cheat on my current girlfriend. I've never, that's never crossed my mind. But I've wanted to leave the company, but I don't want to do that because I'm loyal to it. Yeah. Yeah. And also another thing too that's hard too is just especially our age is like the job search. Um, because I know a lot of kids our age right out of college struggle to find that like full-time job just because a lot of these companies companies they want like this five, like three to five years of experience already, which I mean, we're just out of college. How are we supposed to get this experience if we're not getting hired? You know, so, I mean, is that kind of another reason why, uh, like, you're kind of staying or does that not have to do anything with it since you've kind of already been in this, this, with this company for a couple of years? Because, like, do you think if you left, do you think it would be pretty easy to find another job within this field? Because I don't know much about construction at all. You know, I, if I left, I wouldn't go back into construction. If mm-hmm. I was going to be in construction, I would stay with this company. It really comes down to a point of, do I want to be in construction for the rest of my life? Because I've had some piss poor experiences in construction. Yeah. And, and when you start working construction, you can see the negative aspects of it. Like you can see the kind of people you're going to be working with. You can see the kind of things you're going to be doing. And it's not all daisies. Like I'm sure you can imagine that a lot of the stuff is not fun. So it, it comes down to the point of, of like if I were to leave or if I'm going to leave in the future, when do I want to do it? Because when it comes down to experience, you know, I could quit right now and then I could go to a job and then I'll be like, what, a year behind? I graduated last year, so I'll only be a year behind. That's that's nothing. Like I'll start, it's basically starting over. Let's say I work here for five more years and then I decide I don't want to do construction anymore and then I'm five years behind. So it's tough, you know, like when you decide to leave and go to a different industry, it's a totally different thing, depending on how long you stay in the industry you're currently in. Yeah. Yeah. And I would encourage, I'd encourage you to be a little slightly more optimistic because like spending those years in an industry, even if you transition, I don't, I don't know. And this goes for everybody. Like, I don't know necessarily like behind is like 
a right men mentality to have. Like, obviously you seem like a very reflective, like internal person as far as like mentality and approach with life. But like with, even if you took five, 10 years and opted out of it, like you're going to have a skill set and experience that's unique to whatever job you bring um, that you transition to. So I think whatever time you devote to something, as long as you're doing it with good intentions, I, I wouldn't like for your own sake, I, I wouldn't put you like if I, if you were applying for Omar's company or my company, say if this podcast was a company and we hear you coming in with an experience, with a year of experience in construction, like that's not no experience. That's a year in construction, even if it's in a different industry, I still think it, it has value. And I think other people would perceive it as such too. Would you kind of agree, Omar? Like yeah yeah and no just because like me personally i have been in that job search because like you guys know like i've been doing freelance graphic design even though it's a completely different field than construction um companies do at least in my field and i know a lot of other fields they do weigh experience within like your field very very heavy um like i said a lot of these companies i've been applying for even though i have like this year year and a half of freelance experience like being my own manager um and running my own business they want this like three to five, six, seven years of experience. So, I mean, I don't know. It all depends on uh, like what position you're going for. Like, I don't know. That's just my kind of opinion. Cause, but also like, again, like, like I said, it's kind of, I don't necessarily agree with that. Yes. Experience is good, but like, we're just out of college. We have a lot, a lot of knowledge. We, we had a, we just came out of a four-year degree. Like we're young, we're hungry and eager, ready to go. And I think we could bring a lot to the table. It's just, yeah these companies weigh experience i think a little too heavy um that's just my opinion on it yeah management for you travel like you're you're a swiss army knife in business now like yeah. if you yeah. i think manage managerial skills are a lot of like intangible stuff that like really can't be taught it has to be learned through experience like i don't know your reflection like i was a business student i didn't study management um but a lot of textbook stuff like it doesn't uh, directly correlate to success in the field or with, with your job. I've even, I'm even since that I'm going to grad school, some of the textbook stuff and just like relating to professors, like, you don't, you don't learn how to talk with people. You don't learn how to interact with your peers or your coworkers. Like, so your experience in construction as a manager, like you can manage anything. And I'm, and it seems like that's what you're hinting on. Like you'd stay in management, but just a different kind of field. Right. Right. Yeah. I would stay in management for sure. I really like management. Um, and I do feel like I've gotten a lot of skills based off of, you know, kind of dealing with different personality traits. With construction, the employees that we get are kind of different than what you'd probably get in a regular corporation. You know, like these guys, you know, I have three baby mamas. Some of them are felons, you know, they, tr like drug dealers. You, you deal with a bunch of different kinds of people in this kind of field. And... You know, if I were to switch to someone where I'm dealing with people who are just like more like me or you guys who just kind of went straight out of college, got a job, you know, I know how to deal with them, too, because I've been friends with them my whole life. So I feel like it's really giving me a perspective of two different types of life that someone could go through, like someone who doesn't go to college, ends up become, becoming a drug dealer kind of thing. I'm baby <laughs> people who do the opposite, you know, go to college end up getting their degree, getting a real job. Like I've seen both aspects of this. And I think it's actually given me a lot of perspective on life in general, rather than just jobs. Yeah, yeah oh, that's, that's cool. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, if you ever, if you ever like leave your company, I could hook you up with my cousin in Chicago. I'm sure he'd take good care of you over there. So just let me know. <laughs> I could give him a quick text, but um, yeah, kind of, do you have anything else about 
this topic at all? Yeah, no, I think like what you were hinting to, and I'd give you an opportunity if you don't have anything else to speak on that, um, kind of extrapolating what you talked about, about getting to know different, not classes of people, but just like backgrounds and types and recognizing the different perspective between um, different paths people take in life. But I think what you were getting to is pretty valuable and stuff also yeah. that there's, again, I keep hammering it, but like this podcast, you can learn something for everybody. It doesn't matter what their background is for the good or the bad or the ugly, like whatever they've done in the past. Like there's, there's, there's things to learn from people. Maybe it's what to do, what not to do, but I think it's cool that you've had experience. And I, I would value that. Like I would, I would love for an opportunity to um, be in something similar, maybe not for a career or like the same amount of time as you, but like one of those, like, I don't know, like a dirty jobs episode in a sense where you can just like get to know a different group of people and, be able to relate and excel your skill set in communicating with all sorts. Cause yeah, going to college is great, but you learn how to talk to a very like small group of people. Like, everybody's yeah. alike in a similar sense, as far as um, like academics and kind of pursuits of career, but catching people on the other side, like, as you're saying, the extremes, like the drug dealers and the people who have children of multiple um, women, that's not a great life choice. If I'm giving advice to anybody out there, but um, it's probably cool hearing their perspectives and stuff. So the only thing I'd throw back is if you have anything deeper to share about that deeper connection to life that you've grown from those perspectives before we transition topics, I'd love to hear it. You know, if, if there's one thing I would say, it's the classic verse, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, these people that I meet, as long as you show people respect in general, whether it's like a homeless person or whether it's just like a construction guy or someone you meet on the streets, whatever, if you show them respect, there's a good chance they will give you a decent amount of respect back. People, they value respect. Like I've, every, every single person I've met, as long as you're like kind to them, you show them respect, like they will show it back. I haven't met a single person where you're like respectable towards them. And then they just kind of like shit on you, try to punch you in the face. Like they're not like that. Like, I think it was a common misconception is that these people are angry and judgmental and, you know, like these crackhead kind of vibes, like as soon as you meet them, like they're not like that. Like every person I've met, it, like you can have a casual conversation with them treat them like a normal human being treat them like your best friend treat them like you know some person you meet in a suit like they, they will treat you exactly how an other person will treat you like just show them respect it, it doesn't matter like give them a little bit of attention if like some crackhead is on the streets like hey give me five bucks like don't ignore him and walk away you know look him in the eyes and be like you know what man i don't have any money i'm sorry and then they'll leave you alone. Or maybe, you know, there's there's some that I have. I have oh, the <laughs> they'll get up in your face and be like, come on, white boy. Yeah. Like, you know, like, whatever. But for the most part, man, just be kind, be kind to these kind of people. Like, they, they, don't deserve, they don't deserve any disrespect. You're not better than them. Like, just be nice to them. There's no reason not to. Well, what are you going to lose by showing people some kindness, you know? That's, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's yeah, good. respect, like, kindness, just, like, love for people if you – if you give it, you receive it. And I think it's important for people like us who kind of less, less on our plates, less to worry about in life in a sense that we can reflect and recognize that doing little things and treating people, it's a basic thing, but it gets overlooked. Treating people like you'd like to be treated, um, it can go a long way. So yeah. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. And it's, that's a great lesson for our audience too, who doesn't you'd have the opportunity to interact. You know, you'd be surprised how many people are just mean for no reason. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. better if not. 
people were just kind to each other. Just be nice. Love yeah. everyone. Everyone love play everyone. Nice. <laughs> yeah, play nice. That's good. We're kind of switching over. Uh, another main topic, relationships. We haven't really talked about this on the podcast yet, uh, from a like, guy's point of view or even any point of view. Uh, so real quick, do you want to just tell the audience what relationship you're in now? Because, I mean, I personally have known her uh, through you for, like I'd say, I've known her for, I like to like think it feels like years just because like she was always over at the house. Uh, but do you want to just kind of tell tell the audience a little bit about her right now? Do you mind if I give a little bit of backstory of my past relationships before? Do it for it. Yeah. So like, it, it leads up pretty nice to where I'm at right now. So early in my life, I was terrified of girls. I will admit it. I was not good with girls. I didn't want to speak to them like in middle school. And honestly, in elementary school, and middle school, I was kind of a player. But I was still afraid to talk to girls. But girls I, was, I was kind of like building myself off a bit. I was still afraid to talk to them. Like, dude, like all these girls like me. But, you know, it was like those relationships where you just kind of don't talk to them, but you're dating kind of thing. You know? um, high school, I didn't date anybody. I didn't have anything with anybody. You know, um, It was mostly senior year when I first started kind of getting into that. I started getting a little bit more confidence kind of deal. Um, but my relationship before Genevieve was with this girl named Hannah and she was the first kind of love that I had I don't really think it was love when you look back on it but you know it, it was going well she was very emotionally distant at some point she pissed me off quite a bit and she was kind of <laughs> bitch at some times you know um <laughs> But, you know, I, I liked it. It was the first real relationship I ever had. I never dated anybody more than three months before her. I ended up dating her for five months, which still doesn't mean anything now. Five months. Right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like, <laughs> think, like, in the time, you're like, oh, five months, man, this is getting serious. But, like, Dude, it feels long, like, it feels long. But then, like, after you're, after, like, you look back and you're like, five months, that's, that was it? But it feels like, in the moment, it feels long. Yeah, like now I'm dating Genevieve, man. We're over a year. It feels like, yeah, like two months, you know. Yeah, uh, but like in an aspect of time, but like the love, of course, grew so much through that year. It's crazy. But with Hannah, uh, I was in my internship with, you know, my construction job, and I was actually at a job. It was in July. My birthday is July 6th. It was like July 1st or something. It was like really early in July. And I was at a job in Lansing and we were doing um, some demo on a roof. Like, we were, I'm not going to get into it, but um, it was like 90 degrees outside and I was on a blacktop roof. And I get a text from her, this, this long paragraph. Oh, no. She basically just broke up with me over tech. Oh. Right? It was like 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning. It was on a Monday. Way to start the day. <laughs> it was on a Monday, dude. Week before my birthday, like a little bit before 4th of July, I get a text from, from her saying that she wanted to break up. She was <laughs> miserable. I was that sucks. It's <laughs> tough by her. Have some feel. Yep was messed up dude and i was Check like birthday. Yeah, she, just America's birthday too. she just didn't even want to get you a present that's why you know she actually did give me a present that was it gets worse but you know she texted me <laughs> she texted me and i was like yo you know like we should talk about this like can we meet up in person and she just didn't respond she didn't respond for like two days and then eventually and then like i'm like oh, it was like a Wednesday or something she was like all right let's talk she let i go day. over there 
dude, it was messed up, right? <laughs> and I go over there and um, I go to her house and she ends up giving me birthday presents. Like it was good birthday presents too. Like it was still shirts I have and I'll wear them because I like them. That's right. They're, they're, they're nice shirts. It was like a North Face shirt, right? And it was like a North yeah, Face long sleeve shirt. Stuff. <laughs> I love that shirt, but I don't like her. And uh, she, she gave me like personal stuff and she's like, you know, it's not working out right now, but maybe in the future kind of deal. Like not one of those. It was one of those, man. Yeah. It was one of those. If it's meant to be, we'll get back to yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so I was like miserable for like months after that man and uh yeah the worst part of it was is we scheduled all of our classes while we were dating so i had all these classes with her the next semester oh. after that. <laughs> <laughs> so so we actually became friends again during this because of course i still liked her that's good though i mean at least because i know a lot of relationships like uh like especially were you guys you guys were friends before you guys started dating i'm assuming um not really okay so that okay because i know a lot of relationships a lot of relationships um they are two for like really good friends that try dating and then they date and then they just don't talk like afterwards that was you know with uh a certain someone that i had a hard time getting over her and i were like best friends and then now we don't even talk so i mean that's a tough thing about going into a relationship with like a good friend it's like you're putting yourself your each other at if it doesn't work out you're putting like you're risking it it's a high risk, high reward, but also like, you know, so, I mean, but that's good that you guys stayed friends at, uh, afterwards. Well, kind of, <laughs> it's uh, we ended up staying friends and it was kind of a forced friendship because we had all these classes together, you know, and then I ended up joining the fraternity and she kind of shit on me for joining the fraternity, but I did it anyway. Um, but she was sure. holding me back. That, that's why, that's why junior year, I wasn't really present in the fraternity because I was almost hanging out with her. And then senior year, senior year, I finally ended up cutting it off. It was like the day I moved into the house. I cut it off with her. Like I straight up, I told her I didn't want to hang out with her anymore or whatever, you know, and then I ended up becoming friends with you. And then I ended up friends with everybody. And then, you know, all of a sudden I was a social person. It was, yeah, it was we really would go out. Fun. We went out a lot and just talked to whoever and stuff. Right. It, it was that self-reflection, dude. It was that junior year where I finally just kind of said, you know, fuck this girl. I don't want to do this anymore. That's right. That's right. And I, and I finally cut her off. And then all of a sudden my life just changed. You know, I became this person who was finally social. I wasn't hanging out with her anymore. I was hanging out with a bunch of different people. You know, I cut her off and I became this really more extroverted person i was happier i I told her you know i I don't talk to her anymore she tried talking to me i just i basically just kind of nudge her off i don't talk to her i don't want to go back to to all that i don't want to go back to where i was you're a better person now which is good i am you know and i'm proud of myself for finally cutting her off because i was so tied up with her and she actually like like kind of begged for me back at one point and it was that moment you was, makes you feel good but then still like screw her at the same time right yeah exactly man i was finally it breaks at your heart I was like, no back. yeah i was like no i don't want this nope, like nope. it's finally my turn to say no you nope. like, i don't want to do this anymore you know and and then eventually i ended up meeting genevieve because of it you know i went through this whole stage of self-reflection i, went I remember when you first met her 
Yeah. When you first met her, like you were like, like I think it was your class. She was in your class. Like you had she a was in my team building class. Yeah, I remember you brought like you brought it up to the guys and everything. You're like, dude, this girl is like nice. Yeah, dude, she yeah, was. You were awesome. happy about it, right? Yeah, you were happy about that. Yeah, she was awesome, man. And yeah. uh, eventually, I was just, you know, of course, I was worried about it getting into another relationship after what happened at, with Hannah, you know, but. You know, I was, I met her and I was just ready for it. I was like, this girl is really awesome. You know, she's yeah. different than all these other people I've been talking to. Like, she's something else. And I just went for it. And after that, dude, it was like nothing I've ever experienced before. She's, she was like, when you meet someone you truly love, like your soulmate, you know, um, I feel like you really do know whether yeah. people agree with that or not i have felt that with genevieve and i haven't looked back ever since and you guys have been dating for around a year you said yeah it's over a year we started dating november 24th okay nice. yeah that's cool i mean i could testify to that too because i mean i've known her she's uh known her all senior year because she would yeah, always be at the house we'd always hang out and yeah dude she's an awesome girl she's an awesome girl one thing that's kind of unique about her like not to like uh i guess like bash on other girls but she's from what i could tell um just seeing her all the time like she seems like a very confident girl she's confident in herself and what she does and like she carries that which is very like when you meet her you're like this girl means business which is pretty cool um but yeah i mean she'll talk to anyone she's a social butterfly which is pretty cool every time she always hangs out with all the guys she's part i would consider her as one of the, you know our crew like our one of the guys because uh, yeah she always watched movies with us and everything so yeah Genevieve, you got you got yourself a good one which is cool that's what i really love about genevieve you know she she really is a social butterfly and can get along with legitimately anybody that's something that i've never really saw myself and i've always strived to be you know if you find something in a partner that you really want yourself yeah and, uh, she's i mean she's so smart she's so sociable we get along so well like and I mean, we're both super, like I said, I was a loyal person. I, you can tell from where I am in my job, but, you know, I would, I would never cheat on her. I would never do anything to hurt that girl. Like she means the world to me, you know? And, and I feel like you really need that in a relationship. Like if you want a relationship to work, you guys got to be on the same page. I know she's on the same page as me. Like, I know she would never fuck me over. Like, like she's there for me and I'm there for her. And, and I feel like the communication loyalty and just a good connection can lead a relationship to pretty much anywhere you want yeah no that's really good um i appreciate the backstory too and not to like dwell on a negative because we'll spend more time on like the positive like what you learned through it but would would you say that going through kind of the bad times is what gave you a foundation like to know how to handle and preserve the good that you have currently like is failing necessary to learn about yourself and how kind of like relationships work to then be successful and kind of value what you have after, after the fact with somebody better. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think, I think you can really learn from mistakes and I know that's kind of, like, it's kind of a cliche, cliche thing to say, but I mean, if you actually evaluate your mistakes, you can learn a lot from them. You know, with me and Hannah, we we communicated all right, but the connection wasn't really there. I mean, the emotion was kind of fading, but I kind of tried to push it, even though it wasn't really there. Like, like what I learned is that it, it like it kind of comes if it's if it's there. You know, you can see that it's there, and there's no reason to force love if it's 
if it's not present, you know, and, and you can learn a lot from yourself. You can learn a lot from past mistakes just based off the experiences you have. I, I really think that my relationship with Hannah had a huge impact on who I became as a person. And yeah. I think me becoming this new person helped me develop a relationship that I can be proud of. Yeah, that's, I think uh, every relationship, like me personally, I think every relationship that doesn't work out, um, it kind of like shows you like what you want in a relationship. Um, maybe like, I don't know, maybe communication wasn't there. And then you learn, maybe you didn't know this in the moment, but then you learn, like realize, oh, like I want someone who I can communicate really well. Or maybe like jealousy got involved or something like that. And then you realize like, oh, I want someone who is not so jealous all the time. Just like things like that. You learn, you like pick up on things that you want in, in like your next relationship that will kind of hopefully lead to a full like marriage. But that's what I've learned. Cause yeah, I've been, I think, three or four relationships and each one that hasn't worked out um, from like high school to college, I've learned what I want, like in a relationship, which is, which is good. You live and learn basically. That's kind of the whole, whole thing about that. But yeah, I don't, I don't have much to add in this department. My nose, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm a lone wolf still trying to figure out, uh, figure out some things. I think through, um, I, I definitely can, I've seen it in Omar, obviously been through the ups and downs and I feel for this guy, he doesn't, uh, doesn't deserve some of the things that have occurred to him, but through it, as he's saying, like, it kind of refines who you're looking for. And like, in my perspective, um, I don't know, I feel probably have a false sense of like who or what I'm looking for. And like, until that shows up in somebody, like ain't no reason to force things with people, you know, it won't work out with, but that could be naive in my own perspective. Um, but yeah, nah, I don't think that's naive, man. Like if you're looking for something specific, just keep searching for that person. You know, eventually in your life, you're going to find something like that. And if you don't, you're going to find someone close. There's no reason to settle down for someone that you'll never be happy if you settle. Yeah, I appreciate right. that. Travis. Right. There you go. That's yeah. One kind of funny thing. Um, I was talking to a buddy about this, but again, like countering my perspective with stuff. We came up with the analogy, you know, how like restaurants are like, uh, we use sub sandwiches for it. Hear me out. Cause this will be a little abstract, but it's like a good analogy. He was talking about how you need like punches on like a sandwich card and like the free one you get at the end. It's like, what's meant to be. We're like, you gotta like, you gotta sample the menu and like, figure <laughs> out. like, I don't like this. Live and learn. You live I don't and learn. like this combo of meats, like obviously metaphorically. But like, do you think that's accurate in your, both your guys experiences with relationships where like, you got to test the menu out to know what you want. Or if you're just like walking into a new restaurant and you're like, I'm a big, I don't know, like ham and Swiss dude. I hate ham and Swiss, but just an example. Like if you know what you're going for, like, do you just try that sandwich first or like go after one type of relationship? Or do you see like there's value in like, like Trev, I know it's like a social thing, getting out of your comfort zone, being an extrovert. Is there value in like, chancing or like trying relationships to like see what things are like to figure yourself out you know i was never the kind of dude to sleep around or have not like that i'm not saying like intimately or like physically but like emotionally <laughs> yeah you know i think i'm not talking about like that yeah no but I mean, if you want to talk <laughs> I about it, go for it there you go there you go. I, I know what you're saying and uh i think you can kind of narrow that menu down by determining what kind of things you like and what kind of things you don't you know if you look at like uh, uh 
a ham and cheese sandwich with olives and tomatoes. Well, I hate <laughs> olives and tomatoes, so I'm never going to get that sandwich. So there's no yeah. point buying it because I know I'm not going to like it. Gotcha. I think you can really narrow something down. and it, it, There's a good reason to pick and choose. But personally, I don't think it, there's a point of going into a relationship that's not going to last. And I know people kind of disagree with that. It's good to experience different kinds of things. But I've always been the kind of guy to date to marry kind of deal. I don't, I don't care that mentality. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see the point of getting into a relationship just to know that it's going to end in heartbreak. I, I've never really liked that. And I've always searched for people who I see a future with and I see a commitment with. I like to, I don't have commitment issues. You know, some, you know, some people do because of past trauma and everything. And that's, that's okay. But I like to commit to something if I do it. And I wanted to be able to truly commit to somebody if I start dating them. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, that's fine. But I, I would like to see it work out. You know, yeah. I, would like, I would like for it to go somewhere. I don't want to spend all this money, spend all this time, and in heartbreak, just, you know, experience is valuable. But, but what, what was that experience worth in the long run? Yeah. I've had my experience with Hannah ended up with me becoming a completely different person and that was a very valuable experience that I had but if I were just to date someone for a few months and I'd just be like you know what's this is dumb you know what what do you really learn out of that what do you get out of it oh that's true it is good I appreciate too. hearing hearing that out of you because I feel like that yeah. mentality is not like a minority in regards to just like but when I've had talks with guys like it definitely seems like I'm the oddball out so date to marry is definitely, it's definitely good uh, what are, what's your take on the yeah I mean odd analogy that I threw out there but well no it's good I mean uh like I said it's live and learn you learn everything you learn uh I think it is good to uh like date to marry that's my also like my I'm not gonna go in and know I'm gonna date a girl for a couple months and be like oh I'm gonna break up with her after three months like you know I want to like if I'm gonna date you I could probably see if I'm see a future with you um that's good though, but like I said, every relationship, uh, if it doesn't work out, you live and learn uh, what you like, what you don't like in a relationship. Um, but yeah, me personally, uh, Trevor knows uh, there was like my girl uh, who I was dating uh, sophomore year. Uh, it hurt like when we broke up because I thought, and Brayden knows this too, um, when we broke up like because I thought I was gonna marry this girl. Um, it ended very poorly, just like how things transpired. Um, and then Trevor knows too, was just being, with being at school with me. Like I kind of had that wall up for like two years uh, and not really, I wouldn't really open up to girls, like just like on emotional level, just because of what happened in that situation. I didn't really feel comfortable doing that. Um, but yeah, Trevor really helped me through it. Brayden really helped me through it. Uh, kind of like break those walls down. Now I'm in a good relationship. I'm very happy where I am right now with the girl I'm with. But yeah, so I mean, it did live and learn. Um, when relationships end, especially if you think you're going to marry the girl, it sucks. Uh, but yeah, it, there's always a, what's that saying? There's always like another sunshine over the rainbow, whatever. Some, it's always, the grass is always green on the other side. Uh, I don't always want to lean with that some, one, but I get what you're saying. Some bullshit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's all, yeah. Some stuff like that. But the sun uh, always rises. So something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Some BS thing, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's good. Like, I think the main takeaway from relationships, if it doesn't work out, don't hang your head over it, live and learn, uh, learn what you like in your relationship, your past relationship, learn what you don't like in your past relationship, and then just move on. It'll take a little while, but just move on, yeah. which is good. But um, yeah, Genevieve though, 
do you, here's a big question. Uh, I'm just going to ask anyways. Um, no warning. No warning. You go into it. I could kind of, I think I know the answer to this, but do you guys see yourself tying the knot in the next three years or no? Like maybe if you had to put like, I don't know, like a couple years or like maybe another like seven, I don't know. When are you guys kind of seeing yourself settle down a little bit? Because I know we're so young, but also. Like, yeah. 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 Yeah, like I mean, nowadays, like we are, we're young, but like nowadays, like people, people get married. Crazy they're like young, especially crazy in young. Michigan. Yeah, Michigan people are kind of crazy, in my opinion. I have so I have probably a dozen friends that are married. Well, even from high, married before graduating college, even like from our high school too. Life. There's a couple people that are already married, and I'm good like, for them, but like they're crazy. It's good, but like <laughs> me personally, like I want to make sure I have like a full time steady job first, yeah. my own house, and then we could kind of talk about, but like. For you, what, what do you kind of think? I don't know if it's, you guys talked about this with Genevieve, but like with you personally, where do you personal kind of, question? It is, yeah, yeah. I, we've talked about it, and it's funny you say it because all of my friends are talking about getting married at like 25, 27. Yeah, yeah like they want yeah. to win. You know, I, I don't like a part, like I don't really, I don't want to wait. I, like, I don't, I don't mind marrying her, you know, like I, I want to. and every you know they say you want to settle down like they want to wait till they get a house like you were saying omar like financially steady this and that but when you like when you truly find that person you love you know what's what's the point of waiting yeah like i said i don't mind committing and with genevieve i do not mind committing at all like i see myself marrying her yeah he's an awesome girl yeah, you know, I see myself marrying her. So what, what's the point of waiting three years? What's the point of moving in and just, you know, not doing anything with it? But if you're really into somebody, what, what's the problem with committing? You know, I really love this girl, man. Like, I really love her. So, yeah, that'd be I, cool. I, yeah, like, I don't see the point in waiting three, four years until we get married. Like, I can see it happening soon because... Like, I know how I feel about her. I know what I see about my future. Like, we've talked about it. We, like, I see it. So I don't see any problem in getting married soon. You know, so like, that wedding is going to be awesome. <laughs> that wedding is going to be awesome, man. I look awesome. forward to it. Please have, like, an open bar, and it'll be fun. It'll be a fun time. Do you guys think – I don't know if you guys thought about this, but I've, like, thought about this. Not just, like – because, I mean, I personally – it's just me. Uh, I know a lot of people are different, but like, I probably want to get married around like 27, 28. I think that's a good, um, that's a good like standpoint. Like, age Can I ask you why you want to wait until yeah, 20? it's just because why like, money like, on your age. What'd you say? And like, why you have a set date on your age? Like, why? It's just because like, uh, like financially, financially, I guess, because I mean, like, I don't even have my own house yet, like, not even my own apartment yet. So I want to make sure like I could kind of get that. And especially like, I'm doing freelance graphic design right now, so it's not a set yearly income. It all depends on how many clients I have. Like I could have but a lot. What does income have to do with marriage? Like I can see it with a baby, but what does it yeah. have to do with Fire questions, Trey. That is a good question. Ooh, fire. Let's see. Yeah, hit me. Let's see. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't know. My parents would fucking kill me. <laughs> you guys know my mom. <laughs> she would kill me and whoever I'm with right now. Trey, yeah, she would. <laughs> if you, you're saying if you got married before getting. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh am I? oh my god yeah she you wouldn't would. make it to the wedding day oh no, i wouldn't no no, no no you guys know yeah especially brayden knows my mom god i would not <laughs> make was nice come on now she but like when it comes to this you 
Uh, okay, yeah. go back to the income thing. Cause I, or like, what, what does income mean to you and the person you care about? Well, it's just that. I mean, like, I want to be able to like, to make sure I could support her financially. I want to be able to make sure I could support myself at first. You know, like, especially, like I said, I don't even like, I don't even have my own apartment. I don't even have my own place right now. I'm working on it. Hoping the next coming months, I'll get my own apartment. You'll have to come check it out. Um, that's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to have this, like, I think it's good to have, um, like a set steady income, a full-time job before you kind of just so, so, yeah, just so you could, uh, support them, you know? Cause I mean, right now, like I, I'm making enough to support myself, you know? Um, yeah, I take Trinity out, we go out for dinners and stuff like marriage is just, that's a different, like, so, I mean, yeah, that's just me personally. So, so in this question, I'm, I'm not a feminist by any means, but. Do you not think a woman should be able to support herself in a sense in marriage? I think they should be able to support themselves. So when it comes down to the fact that you don't want to get married because you need to be able to financially support yourself and your partner, how does that make sense? When it, when she's, still, she's, still school, she's still in school. She's still in school too. And so she can't like support a whole, because I mean, she's got, uh, what's it called? Not dues. What student am I? Loans. Student loan. Yeah, I'm stupid. She's got, yeah, she's got student loans and she's got to pay all the stuff back and everything like right now because yeah, I think she's got a uh, with her program. She's got still got a couple more years left. So, I mean, that's why. But I mean, you that's know, just me personally. It, I understand your point of view. Yeah. But with me, when you're marrying someone, you're marrying their commitments, you're marrying their debts. Yeah. Uh, you should be able to work it out. That shouldn't be something that you should have problems with. Like financial stability, I understand, is an important aspect in life. But when you're dealing with your partner, you guys should be able to support each other, regardless of what your income is right now. If you have to marry this girl and then live with your parents for a year or something, just to make sure you guys are financially steady, marriage is a commitment rather than a financial, you know, like extravaganza, whatever you want to call it. Like, like weddings are kind of expensive, but I mean, when it comes down to it, right. like, you, that's right so when you get married man it's, it's not about marrying money it's about marrying someone you want to deal with life with yeah if you're gonna marry someone and you're worried about financial stability you know are you marrying for the right reasons you want to marry someone you want to deal with that financial problems with mm-hmm. rather than worrying about financial problems before you get married yeah what's your opinion about that no i'm in the mindset so like i don't know my parents my parents um didn't marry until what 29 they did for like seven years had me one year into marriage Uh, my dad was in medical school all the way through 31 with his residency so like our income was kind of pinched but they still like uh dated throughout college and stayed together the entire time but they both lived at their parents houses saving up financially to kind of put um, themselves and my current family in our situation where we're at today. So I think a lot of sacrifices um, and considerations. So like financially, like I was going to go into financial advisory. Like we did a lot of um, case studies and like research, like financial distress is like the number one cause of marital issues. So like, it's not something that needs to be overlooked, but I totally get your point with it, Trev, that it's about more than money and mm-hmm. like that person and kind of joining each other and becoming one, all the good and the bad, all the debts and the riches, like all parts of it. And there's, there's a beauty to that. Um, but for me personally, as far as like, I wouldn't say I have a time frame on it. Like I am so far from me. Like I have not, I have not met a person that has like made me consider a long-term future other than one girl throughout college. But like that didn't go anywhere. 
but it, uh, it taught me it set me a good it set a good standard of like what i'm at like to me like that's like the floor and we're just we're climbing up from here like but aside from that i'm with you trevor like i wouldn't put an age on it but i'm also i'm in a middle ground because like as yeah. Marshall, like well also like with my like i mean i'm not dead set it's just like yeah it's just like you know like a rock like i know i'm not gonna get married just me personally like in the next year mm-hmm. that's just me i want to like, be i want to be financially that. set because yeah. i realize i realize what money can afford you as far as just like yeah. freedom and opportunity not money as itself not as an end but like a means to whatever you want to do together so like i value it but at the same time like shit if i was driving down to uic and i bumped into some girl and started talking like that time frame of a year two years into a relationship maybe i'm not oh. in the financial whereabouts that i'd like to be but if I'm ready to like commit and I'm, I'm open to it, but um, one question, or I'll let you respond to that, but I wanted to fire a question back at you, Trap, because I wanted to get your, your take on something. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So you asked a really good question to Omar about like, what does finances have to do with marriage and you talking through things. And I get, I get what marriage represents. And like, I don't know, Omar and I are both religious people. Um, I'm, or if you're religious or not, it doesn't matter. Um, but marriage does have a, a, like, there's, there's a higher level commitment to it than just dating somebody. Yeah. But like, to me, so if you like, for an example, with my parents, like they were together for seven years, like they knew, and other people are like this. I know couples, but like financially they couldn't justify having kids or living, um, with each other until their financial means were set because my Mm -hmm. dad was paying for school. He's still paying for school. I don't think he's paid off his loans yet. Like it's just like a slow thing. But as far as, as far as marriage, like I get what it represents, but at the same time, like marriage is just a label. So like, if you have that relationship with somebody and like that commitment's already there, um, I don't support never marrying. Like I know some people who are 50 who have kids and just like never get married because they're just like lazy or whatever. But like, why, like, is marriage itself super important? Like say if you and, and Genevieve are super close and like, like what, what's separating you guys from living a life like a couple than just like the title of marriage. So like, do you see like, there's a, do you, I, I kind of danced around the question I was trying no, to ask. I you were saying. Like, I, as I far as like, what do finance yeah. have to do with marriage? Like what does marriage have to do with a good relationship at our age? I think you can have a very solid relationship without marriage. But mm-hmm. to me, marriage isn't just a label. Marriage is something different. And I, I am religious to bring that back. Right. I'm a Christian. And I was raised in a Christian household, and that's a whole separate topic that we could go over. But I'm sure we. I have a question with, about uh, with that next. After you <laughs> yeah, this. keep going. I got a question okay. with that. Yeah, with, with, um, with that but marriage to me is not just a label. I, I I think you know with, with the kind of values that I have, the loyalty that I have, I see marriage as a true commitment to somebody. Like when you're in just a relationship, you can break up at any point. There's no problems or whatever. It's just, you know, you, it's a regular relationship. You break up. But marriage is really showing that you care. It's really showing that you're committed to somebody. And I want to show her that I'm committed. I want to I be in a relationship where we can go through these super low paths, whatever, whatever we go through. And I want her to know that I'm always going to be her side, by her side, no matter what. I don't have to plan on getting divorced. When I marry someone, I'm going to stay married. And, uh, you know, people get married and then get divorced. Like, what is it? 50% divorce rate nowadays. It's hot. It might be even. Yeah. It's hot. It's ridiculous. And I feel like marriage has like actually become a label. I feel like, I feel like with our society today, that marriage has just become almost something that is like the next step in a relationship. 
not just like marriage like at like the it, end it, of it it's just like a little yeah, yeah like that next like, step it's not like, oh you guys are married that's crazy but um sleep with me anyway like that ring doesn't mean anything you know yeah like that's kind of ridiculous at this point like like society has really ruined marriage but I in my perspective i don't see it that way and that's why you know i think people can have strong relationships and not get married but i see it personally as something that i'm i'm truly committed to and it's the next step of my life rather than the next step of a relationship yeah do no, you think great that, response do you think the divorce rate is the highest it's ever been because uh it's i think it's like the age-wise it's been like the lowest so i mean however that wording like it's been the lowest people are getting married like so i mean like low the 20s age of the age of is marriage is decreasing. like the, is, is decreasing while the divorce rate is increasing do you think that has something to do like a correlation between each other you know it, it, in a way i do i think people like like i've been saying like society really has kind of diminished the meaning of marriage and so maybe younger people get married not knowing what they're getting into and then regret what they're doing yeah so that will lead to divorce but then you also see 40 year olds are getting married for like the fourth or third or fourth time whatever and they Sometimes still they get at that age like that they just want someone to die with it's morbid but it's true sometimes it's true like if they're 40 or 50 60 like on their fifth senior citizen tinder they just want to die they just want someone to die (laughs) they just want some it sounds bad but it's true so in some cases it's true right you know i feel like i feel like the correlation between the divorce rate and the younger ages it, it makes sense you know people start committing to something that they are not truly committed to and I think people who are old still commit to someone who they're not really committed to. So I feel like marriage in itself is just kind of diminished over time and it doesn't really mean as much as it used to. So, you know, I understand the correlation. And even though I'm young and I still plan on getting married, like I don't want to be that person that ends up in a divorce. And I'm sure a lot of people still kind of say that. But at the same time, like, do they really mean it? And I would like to ask those people that question, like, did you really mean it when you married that person? Like, were you truly committed? And if it ends in a divorce, then to me, you're not truly committed to that person because then you wouldn't have gotten a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. I got a kind of big question. Uh, I know this is uh, in like different religions and stuff. It kind of plays a part, but also just like the traditional uh, way of marriage and like kind of switching to nowadays a big uh topic that i've kind of got into art not arguments with but like kind of just like discussions discussions good discussions is um do you think you should be married uh before like after you move in with someone because i know the traditional way is to wait till you're married and then move in with them like i know like like a lot of uh you know like traditional parents um think that way um what do you kind of can I'll, I'll kind of say what i think and then brandon kind of say what do you kind of think what with that do you think people should be married before they move in together or do you think they should test it out a little bit because i mean no matter like in a relationship if you move in with someone it's no matter if you see them every day for a couple hours it's different than like living with them 24 7 coming home from a long work day so it is different so where do you kind of stand with that do you think you should uh test it out a little not test it out but like you know what I'm saying? Like live with them first before you get married? Or do you think you should get married first and then move in with someone? You know, it's funny you bring this topic up because I've been having the same discussion with Genevieve. 
because my parents are super against it. See, it's the parents. See, there's like, do they, exactly. they want you to be married before? My mom is dead set on me getting married before. Yep. So yep. Or at least engaged is what she says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, I do not agree with that. I'm with, all. yeah, I'm with you on, I'm with you on that. I think that you should not, you know, it's, it sounds bad wording wise, like testing it out, but like, it's you know like just kind of like see, there, seeing if you guys like can mesh because i mean it is you know it's different living with someone 24 7 seeing them constantly like what you know how they might act a little different it's just so i'm with you on that that like i think you should live with each other for a little bit before we, but i know my parents and then also like my girlfriend's parents they are on the way other side they're like you are not moving in together until you like are engaged or married right that's how my mom is my dad my dad's on the same side but he's kind of he's always kind of let me do whatever i decide to do he's respected that but my mom is really against that yeah you know and i understand where she's coming from and you know there's some religious aspects that go into it there's some kind of older generation aspects that go into it and you know i've, I've talked to her about it and Really, she says it's a commitment thing. And she's like, you know, you move in with someone, you know, you know, you're not really committed and all these problems happen, you know. But um, I don't think it's, uh, for her perspective, you know, I really don't think it's just that. Like I've told her multiple times, like I'm committed to this person. I want to do this kind of stuff with this person. But, you know, there, there's problems that you can have when you move in with a girlfriend. Let's say you move in with a girlfriend you have both your names on the lease, then you break up, and then all of a sudden you're stuck in a lease, right? And then you're kind of screwed. Like you're either you're gonna pay and, and be in a room with your ex-girlfriend, which would just be miserable, or you pay and then live somewhere else, and then you got you got double rent, which is just as bad. So I understand it, but what you were saying, it's it really is kind of like a good a good way to determine whether you guys are would be compatible as roommates See, like it, no. it sounds bad with the word like testing it out but like it's it, it really like, said, like 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 determining like if you guys can actually do this well yeah like you can live with your best friend and then you'll get in massive arguments and just hate each other like, oh yeah i can't live with my like uh brayden knows nate like we tried living together for one year in college my sophomore year he's my best friend we couldn't do it yeah Right. You know, I lived with Hunter for two years. Hunter's been, for people who don't know, Hunter's like been one of my best friends since elementary school. I met that kid in elementary school. We lived together and uh, we got in massive arguments. You know, we we got in arguments. I We had our disagreements. Hunter was messy. I was clean, but it was still fun living with him. I had a great time living with him. And no matter how many arguments we had, we, we still ended up as really amazing friends, best friends after after it was all over you know i can see the same thing as marriage you move in with someone you have all these arguments you have all these problems but at the end of the day you guys are still together mm-hmm. and that, that you know that's how i see marriage that's where the commitment thing comes in you're committed to someone you'll still be together at the end for me i love genevieve i know i'm gonna i'm know i'm committed to her so no matter how many arguments we have while we're living together i know we're gonna stay together and i know we're gonna end up getting married which is my argument to my mom, but, you know, clearly yeah. she has her disagreements. Yeah. But that's how I see it. You know, I lived through it with one of my uh, best friends, Hunter, and we got through it. I'm still, me and Hunter talk all the time. Like, we're still amazing friends. Like, we never had a problem, even though we lived together. 
And I feel like that really does correlate within a relationship that you're actually committed to. If you're not actually committed to it, it might become problems, but. What about you? Know. you? What do you kind of, what do you, yeah, what's my, your my take about in that whole thing, I would lean more towards on the side of um, both of you guys. Um, just connecting it again to relationship, uh, just with like a friend, like a guy friend, like someone both of you guys were talking about um, living with somebody that you're super close with in high school and college for a year, like still super close. And like, he's an awesome guy and like always enjoy spending time with him. But at the same time, it's like, there's little things that you wouldn't think would kind of like get at each other both ways. Cause like, I know I had um, excessive habits that frustrated him a little bit and he did with me as well, or just like, I don't know, getting to like little bickerings and like it kind of opens your eyes to what you perceive through limited exposure as like a very, very solid, stable, like nothing can um, disrupt it, friendship and relationship. And then through constant interaction and actually like existing together, you kind of, I don't know, butt heads a little bit. And it's eye-opening and kind of like what you were saying, Trev, with like making that commitment and promising yourself to get through whatever comes up. Again, like with marriage, that's like, taking it the next level. It's not just like some guys who lives in college, um, but just connecting those two ideas. Yeah. When you don't have that level of commitment, like some things can get to you and you kind of can chalk it up as a, we're not compatible to like live together, which I think that as again, like, I like your argument when, when you know, you're set on getting married. Um, it doesn't matter if you're engaged or married. Like if you guys both have that mentality, I don't think there's an issue Not with your example or Omar and his girlfriend, like whoever, or me with my future, like it's, it's good to give yourself exposure to like what reality is when being yeah. married before just like having all these like glorious ideas of it and then freaking moving in together. And yeah, no marriage being, is perfect. No marriage is perfect. Yeah, no relationship. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. But again, it's, it's healthy if you guys argue. It's good. It's, it's good to have some like, healthy arguments healthy. initially before things yeah. like get extremely obviously it's, it's a serious commitment. But I think I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And the whole yeah. like traditional view of things, like I respect it. And like, yeah, I don't know, our generation's a little different for the good and a lot of bad, to be honest with you. I get frustrated a lot with uh-huh. people our age. But um, that perspective on relationships and um moving in together before marriage, I'm not not opposed to if it's done with respect and like the right intention. If it's yeah. if it's to <laughs> spend more time together to mess around and like do some stuff and have your own place, like that's that's not what it's for. But if it's to really, really get close with each other and um, kind of learn what it's like to live together, then I think it's a, it's an appropriate step. It's just those parents, the parent, a lot of parents are very set, like set, dead set. I'm like, yeah, it's a serious topic. It's just, it like, just it's, like you've been it's saying. Very, it's, a, it's a serious it's a big to- yeah. deal. It's a life commitment. So it's something that shouldn't be taken lightly. And, um, but yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Omar. Yeah. It's a, yeah. I mean, it's just because like, I was out to lunch with one of my friends from high school um and she's been in a relationship i think three three four years with her boyfriend and it's a whole thing she like she brought this question up because uh they want to move in together but her dad is like dead set um on not letting him do that before marriage and so that's why i kind of brought it up like i was like i never really thought about this until like she brought it up and i was like oh like this is actually like interesting topic like that a lot of people disagree on so mm-hmm. it's a yeah it's a cool thing um but yeah i mean honestly best of luck i know you and genevieve are you guys are perfect because you guys are both awesome knowing you guys for a pretty long time so yeah it's a definitely looking forward to seeing you guys again and you gotta make a trip out here just kind of in the next couple months so oh, i would love to man i can't wait to come back out there yeah it's gonna be a good time and then i got a surprise for you too i'm getting a, a half sleeve done next month oh you're getting that next month 
Yeah. Uh, Mar- I know you're talking about that. You're talking yeah. about that in a couple episodes yep. ago too. March, uh, March 11th that. is uh, my first appointment. So I'm getting the fore- forearm done first. So yeah, you have to see that one. Yeah. Money. How long is it going to take to get done? Uh, so I got the whole design. The guy, uh, my tattoo guy said it's probably going to take like three or four sessions. Um, so, I mean, we'll see how long, uh, we'll see how many sessions. And then it's another thing. Money, that's, it's going to cost a pretty penny, but I mean, it's going to be sick. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be sick, man. You told yeah. me about your idea, so I'm excited to see Yeah, it. it'll be cool. And then you guys, yeah, you can see that once you guys come up here. But yeah, we'll make sure we're all get together. I'll t- let Brader know when you guys are out here. So we'll fir- we'll get a time. Yeah. So yeah, right. it'll, be, it'll be cool. But I mean, yeah, I don't have anything. any any closing thoughts yeah. you want to leave, leave any- our audience with or some messages yeah. out there. Yeah, I'll just do this little closing statement. I'm just gonna put something together. Um, from what I've from the summary from what we've discussed, you know, I think I think just between work and relationships and you know, whatever you decide throughout your past like throughout your life forever really what I've learned is you just gotta you really just gotta do what you want man like I've been a very I don't, don't want to just be like humble or whatever I've been a very selfless person through most of my life I've done a lot of things for other people whether it's doing my job because sticking with my job because I'm loyal to my friend um you know, not moving in with my girlfriend, kind of taking it slow because of my parents. And, you know, you base a lot of major decisions on other people. I don't know if I'm the only one who's ever done that, but there's got to be a point in your life where you got to be a little selfish. You got to do some self-reflecting. You got to build and you got to realize what you really want in life. And I think selflessness is a very good personality trait to have. But you got to come to a point where you got to determine what you really want. You got to stop doing what other people want and really figure it out for yourself and then make a decision. Because eventually you're going to have regrets in life and eventually you're going to think, what if, you know, what could have been. Um, but it's really important just to kind of be selfish in major decisions in life. Because otherwise you never know where you're going to end up and you don't know if you're going to be happy or not. I'm happy where I'm at, but awesome. Boom. Gotta be That's right. That was good. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, we had a great conversation. Yeah. Got, got to catch up a little bit with the fraternity life. Talked about work and construction. And then yeah, big talk about relationships because we haven't talked about that yet on the show. So that'll be that's pretty cool. So yeah, thank you for joining us and I look forward to seeing you out here in Chicago. I think we're talking April around there. We were saying you guys have come out. So yeah, we'll definitely stay in touch with that. Yeah, definitely let me know when you're in town. We can uh, we can hoop over at my place and hang out and have a good time together. Yeah, make so. sure you bring your shoes too, because Brady got to go to court. So. <laughs> I will. Yeah. That was awesome, guys. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. All right, have a good one. All right, peace.